Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of the daily grind of homemaking. <laughs> it's, it's a daily, it's a daily grind, minute to minute grind. And we're doing it in red lips. We're not wearing any denim jumpers. Uh, I am wearing a plaid shirt because I just got in from milking my Fernie. <laughs> I love her. She's just doing so great. Did you have a good good. milking this morning, Shay? You know what? I was a little beefed because we didn't (laughs) separate. She was a little beefed. (laughs) We didn't separate the calf from the cow last night. So this morning we went out and two teats had been drained. He drank them for breakfast and two teats were so full. They were rock hard. And guess whose two teats were the full ones? Yours. Mine. So Stu just hung out with me held the bucket, and I just went as fast and as hard as I could. <laughs> uh, my kids say there's one teat for ice cream, one teat is yogurt, There you one go. teat is mom's latte, <laughs> There you go. one teat is butter. <laughs> they, they have the teats labeled. Um, I don't mind them when they're like super full and hard. That's That doesn't bother me, but um, yeah, my hands are getting really strong. Yep. Let's, let's put it that way. We call so it farm strong. That's what we're doing. Yep. Farm strong. Yep, that's what we're doing. We're milking and rescuing the art of homemaking. That's right. From the daily grind. Oh, I'm happy right. to be here. Uh, we have not, like, we haven't talked in days. Mm-mm. No, we haven't. Shay said I, I get an F for communication the last few days, so I'm mm-hmm. a flunky. I'm a friend flunky, yep. apparently. Yep, you have flunked it was, friend It was you or my garden. I had stuff to do. Well, uh, I'm glad I know my role. Then. And I lost my earbud case or else I, you could have gardened with me, but I can't mm. find my earbud case mm. because I'm 12. <laughs> I had to give up. I went through three pairs of earbud, earbuds, earbud thingies. And I was just like, you know what? You don't deserve more. <laughs> Put in the wire. <laughs> I, as I was washing dishes this morning, I did have an epiphany. I, I remember I was talking to my sister, sister the other day on FaceTime and I had like a plaid man's shirt on because I had just got done milking and she complimented me on the shirt. She liked it. I'm thinking they might be in the pocket of that <laughs> shirt. So I got to I got to hunt it down. Mm-hmm. You'll find no it in the dryer vent in a few days. Stop. <laughs> no way. Today's episode well, <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> we have business to do, Angela. I know. Is I, was, I had a segue. You stole my segue. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Toops & Co. You guys know we choose our advertisers in the spirit of better, not more. And Toops & Co. is definitely that. This is your one-stop shop for all things organic, natural skincare, and makeup. This is where you want to stock your bathroom and your makeup supply from. So one of the greatest ways we can eliminate toxins in our skincare is just by supporting brands like Tubes & Co. that have gone the extra mile to create these super clean, super effective products for us. So whether you're looking for something like skin serum or face balm, mascara, mineral makeup, lipsticks, eyeshadow, soaps, the shampoo bar is awesome. This is your one-stop shop for all that. So go visit them at Tubes. That's like soup, but with a T and co.com and make sure you use the coupon code homemaker because that gives you 10% off of your purchase from Tubes and Co. And uh, tell Yay. Emily we said hello because we love Emily. We love her standard, her standard for cleanliness and we love this brand and I, we think you will too. So go check them out. Tubes and co.com coupon code homemaker. 
Yeah, baby. I'm uh, filming for YouTube later today, and I think I'm going to be wearing my red wine mm. lipstick. Nice. Some Tubes & Co. Today's show is also brought to you by American Blossom Linens. It is laundry day here in the Reed House, so that means I'm stripping down the sheets, mm-hmm. getting them clean and fabulous. My American Blossom Linens sheets are my favorite. They are modern vintage sheets made from Texas-grown cotton, no dyes, no imported fabrics, fabrics Mm -hmm. and they are uh woven to last a lifetime they get softer with each washing so that means by five o'clock this evening they'll be even softer than they are right now and i love them you will love yours to turn your bedroom into an organic chic oasis by using the promo code homemaker chic 20 because while these sheets are definitely an investment they fall under that better not more category with the code homemaker chic 20 you are going to receive 20 percent off of your sheets just for listening to the show mm-hmm. it's because our show's awesome yes it is maybe 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 some people think so well, t- well sp- yes speaking yes. of doing laundry, laundry. <laughs> we've got a um equip quick equip equip quip quip, quip, quip. Quick tip for your home today, and that is to do one load of laundry a day. Mm-hmm. No more um, days of martyrdom where you're doing seven loads in one day and you hate the world. Yes. Just do one load of laundry a day, start to finish. And this is a habit that can be really hard to get into, but it does beat like the massive laundry day where you have to gather the family and get mm-hmm. everybody involved. And just that's all you do all day long when you'd rather be out doing something else. And as a homemaker, doing one load from start to finish a day gives you time to pay attention to the art of laundry. You can clean out the pockets, uh, see the garments, see what might need to be repaired. You can iron. You can appreciate your clothing, which I think is really important. Shay, I don't know about your house, but sometimes in our house, we think we need new things. And it's simply because we're behind on laundry or (laughs) laundry hasn't been put away properly and people don't know where their stuff is. Mm -hmm. But When you do this, why don't you keep a little note in your laundry room where you can take notes as you're doing the laundry? So if you see that um, you're missing some socks, make a note that you do actually need new socks or a husband needs a new white Mm T-shirt, write it down and keep that by the washer and dryer. But I think one load a day start to finish is palatable. Mm -hmm. It's not overwhelming and um, helps you just do a good job instead of being reactionary. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah, I think like you said, this is a hard habit to get it into, but it is a it is a quick tip to make things better in your home for sure. Um, I I hate how those seven loads of laundry, they'll always fall on like a Saturday when you want to go do something fun. And it's either yeah. you sit here and you do this laundry all day or you're not going to have clothes for church tomorrow and everyone's going to be looking for their underwear at 859 right. and that's just and no it's good. everywhere. <laughs> like in our in our house, we lay the laundry over the railing upstairs. Um, like we put everybody's clothes in piles, and then everybody takes their clothes to the room. And if you have seven loads to do, it's just like a laundry explosion. And I don't know about you, but on the weekends, that's when I really like to enjoy my house. Yeah, I try to get it really clean on Friday, and then like Saturday and Sunday is when I just want to like cut flowers and have all the feels and yep, you know change the art around or whatever. And if there's laundry in the picture, yeah, um, steals my joy. Steals my joy. So write it down, ladies. That's your quick tip. And cue, cue the, the wine, wine music. music. Mm-hmm. 
Today's What We're Sipping segment is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farms is an online wine subscription that both Shay and I and many of our listeners take part in. And it pairs organic and biodynamic, naturally yeasted, low sugar, low alcohol wines from all over the world with you. And as Dry Farm customers, we get to share our love for their organic, naturally, traditionally made wines. And I have to tell you, Shay, um, I'm really loving this one we had the other night. I had a different bottle set aside on my desk, but um, apparently I threw it out. <laughs> Sometimes I tuck them behind the computer. <laughs> I do too. I still have a few over here, actually. Yep. Yeah. And I, I went to pull it out and it wasn't quite the bottle. I wanted to share with you, but this one was really, really good. What do you have right? Is that a bottle right there? Or is yeah. that your microphone? Uh, no, it's a, it's the same one, actually, that I had last time. I'm still going on it. Vive awesome. d'amour. Vive d'amour. Oh, that's right. Alrighty. Well, this is, um, let's see, have you had this one? This is a Chateau No, Castellas. I have not had that one. And this is a Malbec. Um, Les Escaux. Uh, and it's made by the Rucaner family. And um, this is like, let's see here. We've got the Appalachian cow. I think that's how you say it because you're not really pronouncing the H in French. It's just like this big smear of letters. <laughs> cow. Protégé. Protégé. I don't know. It's this region <laughs> where Malbec was born in France. And you, it's spelled C-A-H-O-R-S. Um, hmm. So I love that this family has been growing white. They're growing wine, growing these grapes and making wine for 200 years. That's incredible. Not very many families get yeah. to say they've been, their family business has been rocking and rolling for 200 years. So what I really liked about this one, let's get right down to it for our listeners. Um, a lot of the dry farm reds, if you're new to dry farm, they're lighter and I like them, but we all know Ange likes a big bad red and this is one of the darkest reds that i've received from them so far and it was really really good um it's got really dark fruit flavors and it's very rich so i really really enjoyed it and i will put this in the show notes i think you guys will enjoy it too when you do your subscription you can choose three or six or 12 bottles a month or 24, <laughs> if you want two 12 bottles. And you can do red and white, red, white, rosé, bubbly, whatever you want. And they're going to come right to your door, which uh, is really great, mm -hmm. period, let alone mm -hmm. in these days we're living in. And we will put all the information you need in the show notes. But show Shay, they can go to, what's the website? Dryfarmwines.com. Forward slash homemaker chic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's a good place to go. And you can check those out. Perfect. Oh, man. I know. I see what you're doing. Stretching it out. I'm stretching it out, ladies, because we are going to, uh, we're getting ready to get into it here. And because we're human, we're stretching because we're human. That's right. We are human. And fittingly so, the title of today's podcast is We Are Not Machines. And this originally popped into my mind, actually, when Stuart and I were milking. And he was, you know, Stu's very wise and smart. And he started kicking around. We started kicking around this idea of cyclical living. OK, these like ebbs and mm. flows. But which we'll get into. But he said to me, you know, people didn't used to be. It wasn't until the Industrial Revolution that people compared humans to machines in terms of productivity. We didn't think of our brain as a machine. 
we people, you know, and we know this from writings used to compare their brain just as an organism, like it's a living thing, like a tree or a flower, you know, Mm -hmm. or a crop. It's just an organism. It's not a machine. And so we started developing this idea of the damage that can be done, particularly, let's just say, you know, for us homemakers, when we think of ourselves as a machine, like I'm going to rock this, watch this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because turns out when we try to do that, and I think both you and I fall into this trap often. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It doesn't go so well for us because we are not machines. So what's like, what's the first thing that sort of pops into your head with this topic? Uh, Well, not to come out swinging heavy handed, but grief. Mm. And self-inflicted are two words that, sorry, I have a kid stomping upstairs <sighs> yeah. like a herd of buffalo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I do, I am very interested in how humans thought about themselves. Like on the timeline, you're saying like yeah. pre-industrial revolution. Like I'm very intrigued. It's, we talk about Laura Ingalls all the time because um, I'm obsessed with her, but like, I'm very intrigued when I read her books, like about the family structure and how they responded to things and the effect. I have a really great book about um, the effect that her community had on her. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. a very critical look at um, the little community. towns and what they yeah. community. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this kind of falls in there, like how what have we done? Mm-hmm. What have we done? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to ourselves thinking. I think it's a great that the mind is a machine. I mean, yay, wonderful. We can do incredible things with it. But what's the what's the, the negative of aspect yeah. of of that? And like you said, to the homemaker. Yeah, I watched this great YouTube video. I've gotten on quite this kick lately, and it was on how Victorian women would have their period. Sorry, male listeners. <laughs> And um, it was no, those those are so interesting. All those I, love, I want to know so how good. people live. I want to know mm-hmm. that. Um, but one of the things that they did is that they would just sometimes, depending on, you know, your uh, level mm. of mm-hmm. of, you know, finances and such. But some women would just literally lay in bed for like two days and they would just put, you know, rags underneath them and they would just lay there and just <laughs> Have their period. Um, I, that sounds great. Can I do some that? Some women didn't do anything. They literally would just wear stuff to hide it and just clean themselves up at the end of the day. Um, some would wear these belts with sort of this undergarment attached to it that they could bleed into. But right. um, my point was, regardless, whichever kind of way you took, there was this time sort of of just downed productivity because mm-hmm. a woman in just like those first two or three days it's you, your body doesn't quite operate the same way that it does the rest of the days. (laughs) You know, there's Mm -hmm. just this natural ebb and flow. And the more I think about this, the more I recognize how many, how many cyclical things there are. So Mm -hmm. think about a woman's cycle, a 30 day, you know, 30 day cycle where you go through these ebbs of feeling super productive and then you go through ebbs of feeling maybe a little bit more introverted, a little like Mm -hmm. a little needing to be more comforted times of just a little bit more physical sort of tiredness or fatigue, you know, during that time. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know about you, but when I get off my period, I'm like, let's 
tackle the world. Like I can do anything. I mean, it's just this. Yeah, like, there's more like you're crazy. Like when you're ovulating, you're t- typically more heightened sexually. Right. And then after your period, then you're like, to somebody hug me. Do this. I'm back. <laughs> you know, somebody hug me. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. I didn't have that explained to me until I was like a year ago. And I, once I started to recognize it, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's to the week. This week I feel this way. This week I feel this oh, way. Oh, for sure. And I know I can anticipate it now and yeah. I'll know mm-hmm. I need to tackle a big project this week because this mm-hmm. is the week I'm going to feel like it. But, um, you know, think about the, the week. So that's our month. Let's think about the week. Six days of work, a day of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, Stu gave me this really great story that I had never heard, but he read um, he read it somewhere. I don't remember where. I'll ask him where and put it in the show notes. But okay. it happened during the Soviet Union. OK. And they had all these workers who they really worked kind of trying to turn into machines. And it was a six day work week. You got one day off a week. So even then they recognized like you have to have a day. But here's mm-hmm. what they did. They gave people a colored card and based on what color of card you got, that's the day that you took off. So in any family, though, you know, the wife could have Wednesday off. The husband could have Saturday off. The teenage boy could have Monday. So the day of rest wasn't like an observed communal day of rest. Okay, And they did it for not long at all. And they pulled it because the workers were so unproductive because it wasn't just I need a day of rest. It's like society, culture. Everything needs to take a step back. You know, there needs to sort of be this mm-hmm. pocket of rest in that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, honey. Cup of coffee coming my way. Yes, Oh my gosh, please. I need another cup so bad. Yes, please. Um, but I think that was interesting because like you had mentioned, Laura Ingalls and this community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We're not machines to the point that like, it's not even enough for us to be like, okay, power off for a day. You machine, we're going to unplug you for a day. It had to be observed communally. And I think even though largely, you know, there's a lot of people in our culture who don't go to church on Sundays. They don't observe it as a day of rest. Right. And yet Sunday universally in America is kind of this. Yep. It's kind of this freebie day. Right. We don't really count it into our productive work weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So there's the week cycle ebb and flow and then there's the day the like i can be up and productive for 16 hours and then i gotta sleep it's over (laughs) (laughs) i gotta sleep Mm -hmm. um so i think what we can take from that is that you know we need space right we need space but we also have to recognize it we're, we just can't operate the pedal to the metal all the time. We can't. I can't. Yeah. No, I can't. I think I can't. And I think recognizing. I just think we're too hard on ourselves. I think recognizing within any given minute that that things are going to change. Needs are going to change. Yeah. Feelings are going to change. Like, yeah, you know, you have in the notes here. Motivation changes. Yeah. I don't think there's enough humanness factored into just kind of the modern mindset of mm-hmm. that are, that we're machines. Right. You know, there's there's no it's really lacking a human element. And in lacking that human element comes a lot of um, guilt mm-hmm. and people end up being worn down 
and not knowing how to listen to their bodies, not knowing how to listen to their families. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I do think that the quarantine or COVID or whatever we're calling it these days has really brought attention to, to change. You know, we were just like as a society, as a culture, whatever individuals just going along, chugging along everyone with their own um, agenda and goals and routine. And nobody was expecting that much of an intrusion. Yeah. Into that. Yeah. And and then I just think so many of us were just left like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I don't get to just carry on like I have to stop or I can't go anywhere or my routine literally has to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and I don't think anybody really gives enough credit as to how hard that's been for people to wrap their heads around or to come to terms with or to adjust to. Mm hmm. Yeah. So in Washington, they just decided that kids won't be going back in person at all to school. Oh, I didn't. They will be doing everything online. And Mm -hmm. if I was the governor of Washington state, (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what I would do. (laughs) I would say to these poor children, you're just going to take a year off. (laughs) You're going to take a year off. Here's 30 books that we want you to read. And here's a pocket knife and a frog and a frog. <laughs> Go be a kid. Go right? be a kid um, because we're human. We are not machines. And they are going these poor little kids. I'm talking like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, six to eight hours a day at a screen logged in mm-hmm. attendance. And listen, like, please don't send me hate mail. OK, like, let's not. My point is these poor kids are not machines. We are not meant to be machines. We need to feel things, touch things, experience things. I've been so surprised. I'm around a lot of creators just because of my work. And, you Mm -hmm. know, they all kind of have the same story, which is quarantine has not all this time and space to uh, sort of reflect and be and schedules being canceled. Free time. Free time. This free time that we've coveted for so long. Yeah. It's not working to motivate people. Everyone's sort of just staring at each other like, well, what are you creating? Well, what are you creating? Like they're completely unmotivated. And I think part of that comes from we need human experiences. Human experiences are eating meals with friends and celebrating birthdays and graduations. Mm -hmm. They're going and watching the fireworks at the park. You know, they're taking a walk down by the river with your coworkers. They're meeting your play, your, you know, friends at school and having fun at recess and being there when, you know, your sister's baby's born. Like these are human experiences. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. What's happened. I'm saying we've taken those away from people. And we've in return, we've taken away a lot of what create of what motivates people to create in this in this ebb and flow. We've turned people into machines saying, OK, well, your needs are met. OK, we can deliver you mm-hmm. food. You can log into Netflix. Da, 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 da. Turns out that doesn't work. Right. People aren't or like happy. Stop <laughs> complaining. Yeah. You know, God forbid you voice. Hey, this actually has been challenging. Right. And emotionally, yeah, you're told to stop complaining. That's so insulting, like to the 
everybody's going to process this different and and handle it different. Right. If people want to articulate how they're feeling on any given day, you see it. They get told to stop. Yep. Stop complaining. That's ridiculous. Be a machine. Be a machine. Be a machine. Don't have emotions. Yeah. Follow the rules. Stay within the parameters. Um, mm-hmm. That's not the way we operate. But the reality is life, if you look out the window right now, like life is pretty dense. <laughs> that's like that's the best word I can think of for it. It's just it's dense. Everybody's looking at other people like, what are we supposed to do? You know, and, and yeah. that's a very human question. <laughs> to ask. But um, at least for me, part of my process of going through all this has been recognizing that that doesn't work for humans. And I don't, I can't really think of a better word, but like sort recognizing these, recognizing that we're not machines, recognizing that there is a cyclical nature to everything and Mm -hmm. honoring that. You know, recognizing it and seeing it so that we can honor it, you know. So what Mm. should we expect then? Because we're not machines. Say it again. I didn't hear you. Um, What? So what should we expect from life, I guess, for lack of a better word, considering the fact that we're not machines? What would we what should we expect? Well, I think. I think like so many other things, we have to we have to factor in a huge element of grace. Yeah. I mean, if if we were if we were functioning as a society or as a smaller community or as a home or as a homemaker, you know, like smaller, smaller, smaller down to the homemaker or down to the the child of the homemaker. If we were just functioning like. um, Like a machine, you know, like not acknowledging the needs enough maybe some people had but maybe some of us did but not enough then i think we we should um expect things to ebb and flow mm-hmm. and i think we need to come to terms with the that that's part of the human experience the human experience to be a human means that you do get frustrated that people aren't hugging anymore when they greet each other like to to uh i have a friend who's very upset by the littlest things. She's upset about not being able to like scoop olives at the market anymore mm-hmm. or that there's ke- not ketchup bottles at the on the tables at restaurants anymore. She's like, no, like we all those little things were part of my experience. Mm-hmm. And now. Everything, all those little things are being stripped away. And so I just feel like I'm supposed to be this robot that's mm-hmm. just supposed to go through my day with nothing to touch, nothing to savor, nothing to mm-hmm. to experience. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of emotions that come about with that. And I think that we need to um, acknowledge those mm-hmm. and and acknowledge they're not, it's not a bad thing. I mean, like you said, life is really, really heavy right now. And we might not necessarily feel it when we're just kind of going through the day to day, surviving with toddlers or prepping for homeschool or whatever. You know, I'm speaking specifically as the homemaker. But when you look mm-hmm. up, when you lift your head, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Like you you do forget for a minute, like how much is going on out there. And if you find yourself like expect to be grieved by that momentarily or expect to be even physically tired mm-hmm. and and maybe need a little bit more rest than usual because um there are effects from all of this mm-hmm. that that they take our they take a toll physically and emotionally um yes big time 
Mm-hmm. My pastor always talks about his wife and how her, one of her spiritual gifts is feeling guilty, <laughs> which I love because I am yeah. Ellen, like t- uh-huh. I am that person. Um, and, you know, I've talked to her about this before, but re- thinking about it now in terms of the context of um, of cyclical things, you know, this is true, not just for life in our home and our gardens, right? Or like mm-hmm. the actual seasons. But it, don't you think it's also true for things like friendships? Mm-hmm. So like I, I can think of people who I love dearly um, that, you know, I've been friends with in the past and maybe we, we moved away or they moved away and I can feel guilty like to my core about just, well, I have a phone. I can text them. I can call them. I could email them, Mm -hmm. but I don't. Um, Why? Because just, you know, life, we just sort of carry on. Um, But now that I'm thinking about it out loud, it would make sense that even something like friendships or relationships or like those things are all cyclical too, you know, and assuming there's no bad blood, right? That can also be the type of thing that Okay, well, maybe if they move into town and it's easier to get together, great. You know, that that cycle can sort of ebb and flow in that. But how much energy we energy do we just spend beating ourselves up because, you know, we can't keep a, a Google spreadsheet of like, hey, on Mondays, I'm going to text da, 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 and I'm going to make sure that I check in with them at least every mm-hmm. two and a half weeks. Da, da, da. Like we can't do that. <laughs> we can't do I that. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that though. I I actually carry a lot of guilt over uh, time gaps in between contact with people. You should only feel guilty when it's me and it's been three days. Mm-hmm. Guilt. <laughs> Some of my most meaningful friendships, aside from you, Shay, are the friends that. Um, and I'm not talking about like those ones where you pick up every two years, right where you left off, you know. But I'm saying the ones that can that aren't uh, hurt by a three week, Mm -hmm. six week, 10 week, you know, where it's, they're like, Oh, I'm, I get it. I'm just like, I get it. I love you. How's it going? You know, like I, that means so much to Mm -hmm. me. Apparently I need to be taken off the hook Mm -hmm. because it means those friendships mean so much to me. Mm -hmm. I, you know, Um, thinking about Laura Ingalls and I've thought about this a lot, like when they would go to church, and mm-hmm. how they would have to, you know, like get in the wagon and drive for, I don't know, drive the horses for, you know, yeah, two hours or something. I don't know. Longer, maybe. I, I don't yeah. remember. But just the time in silence that they sort of had to mentally prepare, like, OK, this is what we're doing now, you know, and that would be like that would be the human interactions for the week if they even went mm-hmm. every week. Um mm-hmm. Just because logistics. But other than that, it would be like, you know, the neighbor popping in. My point in that is like your amount of human interactions are so much lower. And I think one one side of that that's a benefit is that there's just not that social pressure. Right. Because it's like if Mm -hmm. maybe you sit down to write a letter. Great. And that's like beautiful. But but just the expectation would be so much lower because it would either be sitting down to write a letter or it would be actually traveling to see them both of which are, you know, bigger time commitments, obviously, than sending a text message, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's it's only recent, really, that we've had this kind of social pressure on us to um, be on all the time in terms of 
being a social person, being out there. Like I'm here, I'm available. You want to talk, you want to text, you want to email what I'm here for you. Yeah. And that really does the accessibility, the The accessibility accessibility that we all have to each other, I think is probably pretty dangerous. It can be a little invasive. (laughs) It's invasive. Yeah. And there's, you know, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, like in the world of therapy, everybody was really big on boundaries, setting boundaries, you know, and like, how how can you do that Mm -hmm. when people have access to you? And how many times have you said, I know her phone is right there. Yeah. She's always got her phone in her hand. Right. Like, or like I text me back. I use my phone as yeah. my alarm clock. So it sits next to my bed at night. So if, you know, and it's not bad, but, you know, if a friend texts me at 1130, just like, hey, thinking of you, blah, blah, blah that's great. But like that's access to actually, if you think about it, like in my bedroom mm-hmm. where that they're there, you know, and then they're in the kitchen yeah. with me when I'm pulling up a recipe to use for breakfast. And it's kind of interesting. <laughs> it does. It is. So should we get house phones? I- like it had landlines. <laughs> Remember? Oh, man. I used to have to stand in the kitchen to talk to yeah. my friends. And it was on a cord. Like you couldn't on hide. A cord. You could not. There was no hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not machines. Therefore, like you said, we should expect to feel emotions. That's a big one. And we should be allowed to feel those emotions uh-huh. um, and be allowed space to process those emotions. I think we should also really expect in our lives to just get tired and to need a rest. Um, Even this podcast, you guys, we love doing this podcast. It is so special to us. And yet, you know, we're getting ready to take a two week break. And we're so excited. We're so excited because we get tired, we get fatigued and we need rest, you know, even from something that we love, something that's good. Yeah. And if you're, you know, come on, I know women, I know what they think. Well, I, you know, I'm, I haven't been that busy. It's not that bad. I'm yeah. not under that much stress. Yeah. This is normal, right? Everybody, uh, everybody has the same kind of stress I do. I just think we've just factored the humanness out of the equation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. T- take a nap, Yep. take a nap every day. The world will go on without you just fine or or carve out a break or Mm -hmm. don't turn on your phone until noon. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think we we forget our needs and we quite frankly, I don't think most of us are really comfortable with this space, though. Yeah, we we've set our lives up to have a lot of fillers. Yes. Whether it's too many friends, Mm -hmm. you know. We find significance in having just a ton of relationship and the phone ringing off the hook and people texting all the time and Facebook messages and likes and whatever. Or it's, um, you know, no quiet time in the evening. Yeah. You know, getting up in the morning, turning on the Good Morning America, like the filling the space constantly. I think a lot of people probably aren't comfortable with with the the quiet or or creating that space. because it's within that space, then you have to come to terms with the needs. Yes. You know, acknowledging time. the need for a nap, acknowledging the need for forgiveness, acknowledging the need to go out in nature mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, there's. And that's what, like you said, like that, that two hour wagon trip on the way to church on Sunday. I mean, there was they had pauses. Right. And they weren't constantly being bombarded with information and opinions Pa didn't have his earbuds in out in the fields. Okay. You know, like he. Yeah. He was at his task and had 
he had thought. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and so I think like, I do think that a lot of the dehumanization of us has come in with technology mm-hmm. because we don't even know how to be, be human yes. anymore. It's true. No, I spent yeah. the day out in the garden on Saturday, just I will. I went to bed on Friday. And I'm like, tomorrow's my day. I had worked so hard last week to earn mm-hmm. my day, <laughs> to earn my Saturday of being outside and being a just grunt laborer all day. And that was my treat. Mm-hmm. And um, I I originally headed outside. I got up at five, got my garden basket together, put my headphones in there and my cell phone, and then immediately like took them out and put them on the counter, and. I was like, no, you need time. You need time to think, to be human. There's nobody out here. Like, yes, you could listen to your book on audio and I'm sure it would be entertaining, but that's not the same as letting your mind, giving your mind space to think. And Mm -hmm. I spent the whole day out there. The kids were just playing in the pond and climbing trees. Like they just had a great day. Stu was busy doing other stuff. So I was just out there by myself for most of the day gardening, just manual labor. And I don't know about you, but like, I need that physical exertion. It really helps me to process thought. Yeah. And I came in so encouraged, so motivated. I had all these ideas. Like I had to get a pen and paper and just scribble stuff out because it was like my, it was like, if you think of your brain, like a machine, let's say Mm -hmm. a woman's brain is basically like having 150 tabs open all the time. And, you know, there's the tab of like breakfast, tab dishes, tab text Angela back, tab, you know, mm-hmm. go water the sheep, blah, blah, blah. I mean, think about it. And, um, you know, a bunch of that had been closed out. So I was just focusing on the tab of cake garden. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the mental space and the mental thoughts that I had processed. And I realized you need space. You need space. Well, you know, speaking of machines and technology, like Joel will chew me out if I start bitching that the computers, pardon me, (laughs) not working very well. And he'll come in and he'll go, look at how many tabs you have open. Mm -hmm. Look how many things. Can we close? Can we close GarageBand? Can we close this app? Can we close that? Can we close that? He's like, you can't expect this computer to run with all these things running at the same Mm -hmm. time. On Saturday, it's funny you say that because I did walk past. I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm not taking it outside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to the birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I walked past my phone and I saw that you hadn't texted. <laughs> and I was like, she must be having the same kind of a day I am. <laughs> Joel will go, have you heard from Shay today? I'm like, nope. He's, and I'm like, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Mm-hmm. When I haven't heard from her, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. My mind's still chewing around what you just said about not turning your phone on because we are um so we're taking a break from the podcast and Stu and I are trying to kind of find a way that we could also take a break from uh YouTube during that time as well and maybe have some of my other mm-hmm. work done so it can be bookended uh because we haven't yeah. taken a break we haven't taken like time off of work I <laughs> I don't even know yeah I don't even know when we took it it's just not the way it works for entrepreneurs no um Especially work at home entrepreneurs that like stimulate business by taking pretty pictures. Yeah. Baking food, all the things that. Yeah. Yeah. But you just you you Mm -hmm. need that space. Um, 
that's where quality comes from. And and I think that, you know, that's in line with our better, not more sort of idea for this mm-hmm. season. I could go and write three blog posts a day if I was just like a machine about it. But that's not yeah. where value comes from. That would not be good content. Because I'm a human. Right. And I have to feel things in order to do a good job of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thinking kind of about what you were just saying, we joke about our pit list, right? Because it's this is an idea of getting all these thoughts out of your brain so that you can close those tabs. Right. I ran into this ditch. Maybe somebody else has done this. Let me know if you have. So I'm not alone. My pit list became my everyday to do list. And I was like, we're going to knock this out. Look at it. Like we're going to. Um, and I would get into bed at night in like fetal position and be like, I didn't do anything. And I've been working all day. <laughs> so I had this idea to just not write everything out, but just write down the night before I went to bed, just write down like three or four things I needed to do the next day. Priorities, not stuff I wanted to do, like pay water bill, return that email, you know, like. Which was the original concept of the pit list. It was the original concept. I know. I know. I took that way too far. But what I found was if I just did like if I wrote just like four things down and I just went about my mission of the day just to do those four things, which were totally doable. um, All of a sudden that helps the mental and emotional side of things so much because you're like, look, we're doing things, you know, see. We paid that water mm-hmm. bill and now it's not late. And now we don't have to think about it 30 times. We just did it. Followed it through all the way through. Kind of like we were talking about doing the one load of laundry a day. That's way better mm-hmm. than trying to do 15 loads on one day and getting so angry at your family because how could they possibly make this much laundry? And, right. you know, I'll be like, yeah, yada, yada. you notice how small my pile is mm-hmm. compared to everyone else's. Mm-hmm. Do you see mom's four items mm-hmm. compared to your two foot stack? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we need to. All right. And this has just been, you know, better, not more was our season two. And we're going to that will still be a a concept that we hold here on the on the show. But it was our season two sort of mantra. Mm-hmm. And what came out a lot as we've been talking for the last I don't know how long it's been, six weeks or eight weeks is. um Reducing technology, turning down noise, or being intentional about our technological usage, yeah. creating mental space and mental downtime. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to talk about not being a machine, you know, we now we need to know ourselves, know thyself. Okay. So if we're going to talk about not being a machine, then we need to learn how to recognize really this, the stirrings in our heart. We need to re- learn yeah. how to know ourselves, recognize what's happening, like not just the physical, you know, we, but we do, we need to recognize when mom needs a nap, mm-hmm. We've, you know, mm-hmm. we need to also recognize um, when there is a burst of energy, how to channel that, or when we are feeling more passionate, how to infuse that into our marriage or creativity or, um, yeah, I'm a homebody, but boy, when I get a wanderlust, when I get the need to go somewhere or this kind of itch to travel or go visit some, it's there. Like it's chemical. I can feel it. We need to learn how to recognize Mm -hmm. those those different feelings. Yes. And then. And how to 
Hopefully. again, like sort of how to how to hone those, how to right work within them and recognize, I know this is a burst. I know that this is a surge and it's fleeting and but I'm going to ride that wave. I'm going to ride it into the beach. And I'm going to do the work of swimming back out and I'll ride the next one. <laughs> yep. I think it's really, imp- I mean, I think reckon, cause I have said to you, like with my creativity, for example, I have said to you, like, this is, this is a chemical. Mm-hmm. I can feel chemical creativity in my body today. I have to do something creative. Yeah. Yes. So, um, allowing, you know, if we're not machines and we're allowing for an ebb and a flow, then giving ourselves permission to act on the flow. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. There's great examples of this, I think, in homeschooling. So I've told you guys before, I was not homeschooled, but I've always been this way as long as I can remember. I mean, I would like go through a surge when I was like 10 and I would completely re- like renovate, quote, you know, my bedroom and I'd move my mm-hmm. bed and I'd wash my sheets and I'd hang a drape over the blinds and put up new artwork and like or I'd bake something or I'd gar- like garden. This is these have always been these things. And I have a kid that is so much like that. <laughs> it's startling. Mm-hmm. But I remember that pinch of being in school, you know, here's your schedule Monday through Friday. And that friction of being me and feeling those things and having to operate within a very machine like schedule. And Mm -hmm. I know that it's not, this isn't like a homeschool or, you know, regular school sort of conversation, but My hope is that with my children, particularly the one who's really geared like me, um, being able to honor that. So in homeschool, what that looks like, if if there are those just sort of cozy, thick, yummy, lovey vibes going on, it might be a day where we just light a fire and we all just sit around and read books all day. Or it might be the type of school day where we bake cookies and paint a bedroom instead of sitting down and doing math lessons. And I don't mean that we just get a willy nilly go with the wind, do whatever we want, whenever we want, because I think there's a lot to be learned from perseverance and mm-hmm. and, you know, just the fortitude of doing something you don't want to do. But I think there is space and there should be space to honor that for our kids. What a good example of like, you know what? Yeah. When you've got it, run with it. When you've got an idea, you know, I love when a kid will come up and be like, hey. I think I'm going to make this slingshot and I'm going to da, 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 you know, and they've got it all mapped mm-hmm. out in their brain. I'm like, go, okay, go, go create mm-hmm. it. Yep. And I love that, that that's childhood. Like they should have the space to do that, to think, to explore, to honor the downtime and also honor the times of thoughts and ideas and surges. Because if you, if you, try to homogenize everything and equalize everything. All you do is just make everything worse, right? (laughs) The downtime Mm -hmm. isn't as restful and the uptime isn't as creative. Mm -hmm. It's not as productive. Okay. So we're, we're a few minutes out. So how do we, what, what do we say to the homemaker then who's working full time? And then comes home to, to make her home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just keeping mindful that not all of us can just escape for a vacation or 
have like a big flexibility in the Monday through Saturday schedule. So what else is there Mm -hmm. to that? Um, As maybe she's trying to come to terms with her humanness or know herself Mm -hmm. better and listen to her, her own cues. Mm -hmm. I think uh, part of it would come down to some of the things we'd already talked about. So let's just say on the base level, like listening to your body. Okay. Mm -hmm. That means that if it's like, I'll go back to it. If this is the first day of my period, (laughs) this isn't the day for me to be some sort of martyr and get on my hands and knees and scrub my floor when I get home from work. It's not the day for it. Um, I think people around us are really good at telling us what we need to. Uh, Maybe it's even Mm -hmm. a coworker in this situation. Uh, For me, it's my kids or, or Stu, you know, they, they can see it. We can see it. Right. We see it in our friends. We see it in our siblings. We see it in our family where you're like, okay, you probably need to go and just, why don't you just go take a little walk? Just go, (laughs) go grab a coffee, Mm -hmm. clear your head, do what you need to do. Um, And a lot of times, especially as women, we like to be martyrs and we're like, it's fine. I'll just, you know, I'm just stressed, but it's fine. I'm just going to make dinner and da, 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 da. We don't want to ask for help. We want to feel like we can do it. We don't want to feel weak. Um, I think we kind of need to listen to people around us a little bit. Um, Yeah. But for this woman, too, I would say if you're coming home from work and so listen to your body, kind of honor what people are saying around you about the state of things and, and listen to them. But then make sure that what you're putting in at the end of the day is something that's going to help you to join that ebb and flow. That doesn't mean that every time you sit down with a book, you're going to want to go and paint the dining room. You know, that's not what I mean, but Mm -hmm. putting good things in so that good things can come out when that does come. Yeah. And I would say nothing is better than not good. (laughs) Like don't settle for what you're filling your mind with. If it's, yes, if you're tired and and you don't want to, fill it with anything. Don't just check out in front of some garbage show. Just be quiet, Yeah, you know, or go to bed early and, and listen to the cues. And if, because like you said, we do kind of, we're kind of sick that way that we do like to be a martyr, mm-hmm. but if it's been a really doozy of a week at work yeah. and your boss has been breathing down your neck or you just finished a big project and you're exhausted and you know, you just bought groceries and there's a fridge full of food, go ahead and just get the carry out. Yeah. <laughs> like just, Mm-hmm. Listen to your humanness and what your body and your heart is telling you that you need. Yes. Yeah. I think that's I think that's great. Um why do we do that? <laughs> like why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's like I a feel like star in heaven on your crown kind of a thing. <laughs> like what is the problem? But I feel like because it's most almost people- the opposite. Like I look at our situation. Okay. <laughs> Big busy full day. Mom's totally burnt out. Like, oh, I gotta make dinner. Da, 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 da. Why doesn't anyone help mm-hmm. me? Blah, blah blah. I feel like it's in many ways like sticking your finger into God's eye and being like, "Hey, there's money in my bank account." Okay, praise God. We have this season of our life. There is a there's money in our bank account. Go get a pizza and shut up. Like I've given you what you need. I've given you your daily bread. You're just being a martyr about taking it. Hmm. Ah, it makes me crazy. <laughs> I make myself crazy. I have to tell you, this happened to me two days ago. Okay, I have very strong food convictions, <laughs> and I'm kind of ornery about them. Joel, 
Not so much. (laughs) (laughs) He likes the food I feed him, but he's not grossed out to eat otherwise. (laughs) And something happened the other day and I was, I don't even remember. I was, oh, I think I was editing for YouTube and it was, I was just having yes, I remember this a problem day. adjusting to a new camera yep. and I didn't like the way it came out and I was just kind of having a hissy. And um, he's like, I'm going to go to the pig and I'm going to get bread and stuff to make sandwiches. I'm like, no, you're not. I have a sourdough starter. We can make a skillet bread, blah, 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 blah. I have, he's like, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm just going to go to the pig and get a loaf of bread and some deli meat and feed the kids. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I was so mad. <laughs> it took me forever to come around. Like, why? He was trying to serve me. Mm-hmm. Whether it was junk food or not, he was just trying to give me a solution. Yeah. So I could take what I could close a tab in my browser. Yep. <laughs> For crying out loud. Mm-hmm. No, he won. Know thyself. By the way, he, he went. He went and. Did Good what he did. Job, and everyone Joel. survived. Everyone's going to be fine. Everyone ate their nasty food and survived. Yeah. And then I made a nice dinner. Yeah. Hmm? I don't know why yeah. we do that. I don't know why we do that. I don't know. Um, but we do. Part of it, I think, comes down to, so, clearing a physical space. So there's kind of an mm-hmm. a physical and emotional. Like what you were talking about just now, that's emotional, Right. Like closing an emotional tab of your browser (laughs) or like we Mm -hmm. talked about setting priorities for the day, not like the everything I want to do in the entire world lists. Um, How else do you sort of keep space? So like like Uh, maybe having can quote convenience foods in the mm -hmm. house is a way to actually create mental space for you. To say, here's how I'm feeling right now. I'm going to listen to that. And I'm going to just make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on store-bought bread for today. Yep. Yeah, I bought uh, a giant, two giant boxes of granola from Asda. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, that's, okay, this is not the morning where I want to fry eggs and dice bacon and go cut herbs and yeah. make pancakes. And I love to make a big breakfast in the mornings, but I'm learning to just call yeah. it. <laughs> and there are days you feel like that. And there are days you don't. Yeah. Because you're not a right. robot. Because I'm not you're a robot. You're not a robot. And you ebb and flow a bit. Um, I try to hold some space like this. I do always, every single day, try to get up before my children. This is how I Absolutely. sort of keep <laughs> emotional, mental space. Um, mm-hmm. I also had a hissy a couple of weeks ago. And... Um, I just told Stuart, I need you to get up in the morning with me. I need you to read to me from the Bible. If I try to do it, my eyes cross and I go to sleep. Like I have to, it needs to be out loud. (laughs) Somebody needs to be talking out loud. Um, And I need you just to pray for me, please. Um, And because he's such a servant and I love him so much. um, He's done that for me every day we've gotten up. But that's, that's an opportunity for me to clear mental space emotional space and just um, sort of set the tone a little bit for the day. That doesn't mean it's going to be a great day and everything's just going to be chipper. That's not what it means. What it means is I've held space for that and it allows me to go with the right posture into the rest of the day. Um, That's kind of how I do that other than setting just a few priorities for the day. 
Um, how else do you sort of keep that? Keep space for your humanness. Getting open. up it. Getting up early is really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very important for me to have that quiet. Um, I do take a nap when my body says you're tired. It doesn't do it very often. Um, but when it does, it's like you need a nap right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and I will just go lay down mm-hmm. maybe a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have gotten better uh, in the last couple years about just acknowledging my cycle and like, <laughs> hey, you don't have to try to dominate the world on days one through three mm-hmm. because that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Grab a book and chill out, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, tuck in. Um, yeah, that's the day I'm like, make be- cookies, sit around, right? drink coffee, talk to Stu, write lists. Mm-hmm. type up blog posts hang out with the kids yeah yeah it's not the day to train for your half marathon not that i'm doing that but <laughs> right <laughs> um that's funny yeah i think uh we i also you know in terms of like closing down the browsers and and keeping space for this humanness i think if your home or your space is feeling heavy whether that's an apartment or a house whether you live alone or with a bunch of people purge purge get get rid of it give yourself space there to just have space physically mm-hmm. um fill it with the right you know we talked about this with kids but the same is true for adults like our house shouldn't be filled with twaddle you know if your television is the front and center thing the <laughs> above your mantelpiece what do you think you're going to do when when you have maybe some time some downtime you're going to turn on the television Right now, if you've got stacks of books that inspire you on subjects you're interested about or if you you know, have a musical instrument around that you like to play or, you know, you've got decks of cards around for your family to sit down and play some card games like that's what you'll do. Um, So some of it might just be creating the type of environment where you can recognize, okay, I can't go balls to the wall all the time. I can't always be Mm -hmm. productive. There's going to be downtime physically. Um, so then how can I make that downtime? Downtime is not just browsing Instagram or coming up with new ideas on Pinterest. Um, how can I make that downtime as enjoyable as possible, as truly restful as possible? Cause we need a rest, Mm -hmm. you know, even our machines, even our phones, which are machines need a rest. Like those babies got to charge. (laughs) <laughs> you, you gotta cl- actually close out a tab so it can continue to function and that's a machine like how much more so do we as humans need that same thing yeah and i think the reboot i think what well, you know you just kind of hinted on it but when you're looking at rebooting i think we've sort of believed this lie that rebooting does mean scrolling instagram or facebook or the news or like we've We've forgotten even the art of rebooting. We have forgotten the humanness of our beautiful mind and that it does want to take in beautiful words and beautiful pictures or a walk around the block Mm -hmm. or a walk in the woods. We've sold ourselves short by thinking that crashing with technology is the only way to reboot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just that's not. That's no good. Yeah. So, so um, 
You are not a machine. By the way, you guys, if you feel judged by what we're saying, no, we're just talking to ourselves. <laughs> Tell them what we said before we started recording. Basically, we are just in an echo chamber. <laughs> they feel judged. Yeah, we're just in an echo chamber because we need to hear this. Uh, that's basically how we emotionally choose our topics. Like, hey, here's something we've been totally sucking at. We should give ourselves a talking to. <laughs> Out loud Out for the loud. world to hear. That's right. And judge accordingly. Yes. Um. <laughs> As with all things, as homemakers, we want our homes to be a place of joy. We want our families to be a place of joy. We want we want things to feel good. We want our hearts to be at rest, um, even if circumstances around are not. You know, there are still things, there are habits and operations that we can sort of put into place that will really help, that'll help those things to be true. Um, things that are going to help us operate at our highest level of productivity. Now that's counter, like we think, okay, if I take a nap, I won't be as productive as I could be. And that's simply not the true. We talked about that in the past episode about essentialism. Um, sleep is good. Your body needs mm-hmm. sleep. Um, and I think all of these things that we've been talking about and just recognizing them in their place, that's going to help us to approach our work with joy. Right. Without resentment, without feeling like a martyr, we need space to have new thoughts, clear thoughts. And um, I'm encouraging myself, I'm encouraging Angela, and I'm encouraging all of you to create that space where you can just be alone in your mind. Like truly no music, okay? No podcasts playing. (laughs) Just you and your thoughts um, to create, to process. I mean, man, that's what I'm most looking forward to with this time off is just... What else can we dream up? Because we will. We will. Okay. So I think let's do a takeaway. I think the takeaway is we need to allow ourselves to be human. A human ebbs and flows. They have surges and not so much. (laughs) Surges and pullbacks of creativity, passion, energy, peace. Mm -hmm. You name the emotion humans ebb and flow yes. they're not consistent they re, they e- respond to their environment at all in a different way maybe a different way many times a day a computer <laughs> a machine on the other hand is designed to do one thing and it has no feelings it has no mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have any um, relationships, (laughs) intuition or relationships or things like that. So just very simple. I think the one line takeaway is allow allow yourself and give yourself the grace to be human. Yes. Amen, sister. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, please do remember uh, that sharing is caring. So if there was something about this episode that you loved, go share it with a friend, will you? Tag us, mm-hmm. spread the love. Uh, season two has been such a success thanks to you and thanks to all your sharing. Um, and we want season two, three to be that much better. We are going to up our game. Part of our Let's, uh, time off is coming up with those ideas. What do we need to do? Uh, we need to cue I the music. I silently did it. You did. Silently. Because okay. I'm getting a little jazzed I, I about know. season three. I know. No, I, it's I gonna did be... it a little ways back. So yeah, season three is going to be fun. <laughs> okay. Season three is going to be fun. So be sure to show some love to our sponsors, American Blossom Linens and Tubes & Co. Mm-hmm. 
visit homemakerchicpodcast.com where we have a list of all of our advertisers and all the promo codes. Yes. So if you want to play that Homemaker Chic coupon, you can go there, whatever it is, 10% off or 20% off. They're all there. You don't have to remember them. Mm-hmm. Just go visit us at homemakerchicpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And that's where the show notes will be as well. So we'll have the link to Dry Farms. We will have, um, Shay, you're going to find this story, the Soviet Union story. Yes, Stuart. I am going to put down the Laura Ingalls book that's about um, community. Mm-hmm. And I cannot read the other scribble okay. that I Do wrote essentialism too. I still think, you know, it's more okay. about work for the entrepreneur, but it's still so relevant to the homemaker. Um, shockingly so. So... Yes. Yeah, I have no idea. Whatever. That's fine. We'll figure it right. out. Okay, right. ladies, thanks for joining us on this beautiful Monday. Go be And human. we will see you Thursday for the final episode of season two. Cheers. Cheers.